can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido. The Celtics fall 122-108 to the Utah Jazz in the final game of our five-game road stretch. Uh, Finally get to go back to the Garden, and fortunately for us Celtics fans, we do not need to stay up till 1 o'clock watching Celtics games for quite some time. Uh, So that right there is a win in of itself. Uh, But I want to follow today's podcast, same as normal. Uh, Go through player of the game, uh, as well as some of the positives, some of the negatives, uh, and wrap up here in hopefully a fairly short episode for you guys. Uh, But I do want to start off giving player of the game to none other than Jalen Brown. And pretty much the entire game, he was... By far the most consistent player. Uh, and started off electric. Uh, first three first three minutes, he pretty much hit a three in every minute of it. Uh, had nine points in the first three minutes off three of three from deep. And then had a, a couple of plays where, you know, he would throw up a shot, miss it, get his own rebound, and tip it in. I believe that happened three times in the night. But Jalen Brown ended the night with 33 points, eight rebounds. Again, four of them being offensive rebounds, three of which he put back in after. Uh, 12 of 20 from the field, three of six from three. And base had every had everything going today. Shot lights out. Uh, so, you know, it's... It's a really solid performance after missing two games for Jalen Brown. Unfortunately, not enough as the Celtics just absolutely got massacred in the third quarter. Uh, just wasn't wasn't a lead that we could come back from. Uh, we played fairly well at points uh, in the fourth quarter to bring it close. Uh, this score is in no way indicative of how this game really went. Uh, it wasn't a 14-point loss because uh, it was it was fairly close. The end, the Utah Jazz just had too much. Uh, it was just not enough for the the Celtics. But you know, outside of Jalen Brown, and again, it was really good to see him come in 37 minutes off of you know a game where he's missed the last two. Uh, and play lights out. But the other half of, you know, the Rain and Jays is Jason Tatum. And, you know, not not his best night. You know, still ended the night with 23 points. I, I know I've said this before. He always seems to do that. Uh, but not a, not a super efficient night. And I'll talk about that in the, the second half here. Uh, but did have 23 points. The other guy that really stepped up today was Daniel Tice. Uh, and for me, like, you know, he fouled out and obviously wasn't able to play the last four or five minutes of that game. Not saying that would have made a huge difference. Uh, but Daniel Tice, five of eight from the field, five of six from three, 15 points. 
as well as a block and four rebounds. And Tice had a, a huge block uh, late in the game that led to, uh, I, th- I believe it was a JB transition layup uh, that really got things close. So, you know, Tice played probably the second best on the team today. And, you know, outside of that, there there isn't a ton. You know, the Celtics shot pretty well uh, from three today. 13 of 29, 44.8%. Uh, we got to the line a good amount. 19 of 23, 82%. Uh, overall, I mean, we played fairly good offensively. Uh, and it was just, it was the defense today that, Really struggled. Uh, and I'll talk about that in the, the second half here. Uh, the Utah Jazz, they're, they're good. <laughs> it's, it's a good it's a good team. You know, we did see some solid contributions today uh, from our big men. Uh, so I do want to highlight that because, I mean, tr- we talked about Tice already. Tristan Thompson played a, a pretty good game uh, with two offensive rebounds, seven points, five rebounds. Uh, overall held his ground fairly well against Gobert. Uh, you saw him in a lot of the minutes uh, when he was in there. Uh, and then they kind of switched off of Thompson, moved over to Time Lord uh, in the minutes that Gobert wasn't on the court. Uh, in the, the minutes that Time Lord had, he played pretty well. You know, six points, four rebounds, a couple of very, very high energy plays. Uh, including a, a poster in there mixed in, uh, so really a, a solid game for for bo- all three of those bigs. And then you kind of go towards a guy like Grant Williams, uh, who's continued to play really well in the month of February. You know, the last three or four games for him, he's looked pretty good. Uh, end of the night, nine points, uh, one block, two steals, an assist, four rebounds. On four of eight shooting. Uh, so a pretty efficient game for Grant. You saw him get a lot of minutes uh, late in the game as well. So, you know, overall, it was, it's a tough game to lose. It's a fairly good offensive game. Uh, but I do want to dive into, you know, some of the negative parts. Because there were there were a lot. Uh, before we dive into the back half of today's podcast, do want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Greens Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, Celtics fans, we're back for the back half of today's podcast. I uh, want to talk about some of the negatives here, uh, and there were certainly a there were certainly a lot. Uh, I want to want to get started here and talk about the play of both Tatum and Kemba. 
And while both did not have a, a great night, one was significantly worse than the other. Uh, but I do want to talk about Tatum before we dive into Kemba. Uh, overall, Tatum, for the first half, did not have much going. Uh, zero points in the first quarter, six in the second. He you know, got a decent amount of points at the end there. I think he had nine fourth quarter points, a lot of those coming from the line. Uh, but overall, shot selection today was was tough. You know, end of the night, 7 of 20. Didn't really have a, a super efficient game last game either, but it's always kind of pushed back on Kemba because Kemba played even worse. Uh, but overall, I mean, it's a tough game for Tatum as well. You saw him heat up a little bit in the fourth. But again, a lot of a lot of the night really fell on Jalen Brown's shoulders. Uh, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum both took 20 shots. Jalen Brown had 12 makes, Tatum had seven. You know, they it's just it's tough. Overall, I mean I I want to expect more from Tatum. And I think a, a big part of that even kind of comes down to fourth quarter. I mean, sharing the ball a little bit more. Granted, Jalen Brown isn't super aggressive in demanding the ball. And I talked about that, you know, three games ago, the last time he did play, that this is something that we need from him. Tonight, Jalen Brown stepped up. I mean, he he hit shots in the fourth. He hit shots every single quarter. But at the end of the game, the ball still lies in Jason Tatum's hands. And he missed a couple of huge shots late in the game. Uh, but moving away from Tatum, because he, he still put up points. Like he's still contributing to the win. Uh, but the guy that didn't is Kemba Walker. And we've, I personally have given him a lot of leeway because, you know, he's only been, he's only nine games in. Uh, but now, you know, it's, it, there's only so much rope you can give the guy before calling it what it is. And, you know, the last couple games, he is, I'm not even going to say uh, looked like a, a basketball player. I mean, he is like bottom of the barrel performances the last couple games. You know, end of the night, seven points, two of 12 shooting, one of four from three. You know, the one the one positive that we saw today from Kemba was his assist numbers. He had seven. He led the team in assists by far. Uh, you know, this is another game where the Celtics struggled getting assists. It was a lot of a lot of transition stuff. It was a lot of ISO ball, which I mean is fun to watch, but it's still not gonna not gonna get you the big wins when you need it. Kemba did provide some sort of spark as far as assists go, but you know, we're paying him a lot of money. And we need we need better performances. Uh you know, we saw a couple times it's just he his signature move is going around a pick and roll, sealing the defender behind him and doing a quick jump and either drawing a foul or just shooting over the big that 
falls under the screen. We've seen him do it a million times over the last, you know, 10 years of his career. Uh, a lot last year as well. But, you know, tonight highlighted it a lot. I mean, you saw him seal Donovan Mitchell late in the game, and Mitchell blocked him from behind. Didn't draw the foul. So I don't know if, you know, Kemba's still not healthy or he's still recovering or he's still trying to gain his step back. But something's up. Something's up. You know, he's not drawing the contact that he's used to drawing. And you you, talk, you see it a lot in, you know, his usage too. I mean, it, overall, I mean, he's his usage rate is high. You know, both... Tatum and Brown are both right around 31 and change. Uh, Kemba's right there with 29%. The rest of the team isn't even close. And if you look at the, the scoring output, it's not even remotely close, and neither are the assists. So all that really leads to is a high usage rate with very little output. And that needs to change. Whether whether he figs out figures out the shot or not, you know he needs to adjust his game. So if the shots aren't falling, he needs to shoot less. <laughs> and it's not really the case. He's still putting up a ton of shots every night, and he's a he's a high volume scorer. Perk talked about it in the pregame today as well. I mean, his entire career, he's been putting up double digit shot attempts every game. Most of the time he's scoring. It hasn't really happened here this season. Uh, so we need something to change. We need something to change quick. Uh, because this is a I mean, this is a good team. You know, let's let's face it, the Utah Jazz have the best record in the NBA. And they're a fun team to watch. You know, this year they're shooting you know, forty forty one percent of their shot attempts are from three. 41% of their shot attempts. And they have a guy named Rudy Gobert who <laughs> doesn't leave the paint, essentially. So 41% of their shots come from three. So a very, very three-point dependent team. And they're shooting 40% from three. And they pretty much followed up with that today. You know, they, they hit 18 of 48, so 38%. Uh but they're shooting a ton, fifty over fifty percent today, uh, of their field goal attempts were from three. They shot forty of eighty four overall, and eighteen of forty eight from three. So, you know, oh, there's five teams in the NBA that have ever eclipsed forty percent of their shots from three. Four of those teams were the Rockets. One of them was the Mavericks last year. None of them shot 36% from three. And the Jazz are at 40. So, you know, this is arguably like the best three-point shooting team in NBA history. Again, they're only, what, 19-5, and five, so 24 games into the season. There's a long lot of time left for those numbers to kind of fall off. Uh, but this is a team that you know consistently is putting up a lot of points. 
a lot of points. So it's not a it's not a game that you look back and you're like we have a ton to change. But one of the major things is is you know third quarter lapses. And it happened again today. I mean, you can't let up 42 points in a quarter. You you just can't. I mean, the first and second quarter, we played pretty well defensively. We held the Jazz, one of the, the highest scoring offenses in the NBA, to 48 points in the first half. It's really good defensive half. And then you follow it up with 42 they almost double their first half scoring output in one quarter. So, you know, overall it's it's just a it's a tough loss to, you know, a really good team. You know, there are some things that you can hang your hat on and be like, "Okay, we played pretty well." But for the majority of it, I mean, we had bad rotations. The zone didn't work. Joe Ingles lit us up. Bogdanovich played well. Donovan Mitchell destroyed us. I mean, realistically, like their entire team, for the most part, played a pretty solid game. And, you know, when a team is as good at shooting threes as the Utah Jazz is, you can't have missed rotations. And you saw a lot of that tonight. Whether or not they were picking on Kemba and, you know, we were switching on pretty much every screen, which put Kemba on Gobert, and then Tice needs to either roll over to get Robert to go to cover Gobert, excuse me, and then Kemba's left chasing a guy in a corner. So when you're constantly switching, you're really not given much of a chance to contest these threes. There were certain parts in the first half where we, we did it better. Uh, but the second half, we got destroyed. We got destroyed. And they were picking apart every defense that we threw at them, whether it was the zone or the man. Again, whenever we had to switch on screens, someone was left open. Ingles was you know, the beneficiary of a lot of that. End of the night, 5-11 from three. You know, he also had a couple of, like, absolute blow buys when Tice was covering him. End of the night, 9 of 10 free throws. So, you know, overall, it's just a, it's a tough game. It's a really tough game to walk out from. And the other, the other big issue too, I mean, it's Gobert is one of, you know, the best defensive players, but he's also really, he's a really strong rebounder. You know, they had 10 offensive rebounds. You know, the Celtics had 11, so I'm not saying it was a a huge margin difference. Uh, But 10 offensive rebounds in a game is a lot. And it led to a lot of second-chance points. And some of them were, like, even fifth-chance points. I remember Ingles, the Jazz missed, like, three straight threes in a row and still managed to get a three-pointer after it. So in the matter of one possession, they shot four threes, hit one of them. So it's just, it's, it's tough. It's tough. You know, this is another game where you kind of look across the team and you're, 
you're really missing another wing guy that can rebound and can score. We didn't have we didn't have much working today. So, you know, I don't want to talk about the TPE again because we've I feel like we're beating a dead horse at this point. Uh, but something's got to change. Something's got to change. I'm hoping Danny sees that. <laughs> I'm going to say the same thing I said last time. But that's what we got. It is, it's 1 o'clock right now, uh, a little bit past. We have the Raptors on Thursday. Uh, so it should be a good game. We've got the Raptors Thursday. Pistons on Friday, who just beat the Nets tonight. And... Then we've got the Wizards on Sunday. So a pretty hard stretch of games as far as days go. Really not the, the worst teams in the world. But this is, you know, it's a stretch that we need to t- take advantage of. So at the end of the day, you know, the Nets lost today. It would have been really nice to come out with a victory and move above them in the standings. We did not do that unfortunately so we've got raptors pistons and wizards that we need to beat up on and we've got to start making a move we got to start moving up in that stand in those standings because if we continue to to stay around the 500 ball you know it's gonna force it's gonna force hands and people are gonna start to get angry i know people already are starting to get angry but we've got to still just need to figure something out and I'm putting a, a big portion of that on the two Rain and Jays. They've they've played well for the majority of this year, and they're continuing to do so now. Uh, I think Tatum needs to become more of a facilitator. I think Kemba needs to become more of a facilitator, stop shooting his shots if he ain't hitting them. And I think JB is doing everything right. <laughs> I know that sounds bad. I mean, there everyone can improve, but JB is doing everything right. So this is what we got. We've got our next game coming up Thursday. Uh, but that's all we have for today, Celtics fans. I uh, hope you follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Uh, make sure to follow, subscribe, rate, review the podcast wherever you listen, uh, and make sure to tune in on Thursday. Have a good night, Celtics fans. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic.